Hello, welcome to my secret obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and today we are reading Avenging Kiss. It's the second book in the Savage Security series. Romantic and complex, this psychological thriller delivers twists and turns as you get a peek into each character's perspective. Readers are saying, this book has everything, action, mystery, revenge, and romance. It's a great follow-up to Blood Kiss. So, get comfy, turn up the volume, and let's read a book. Chapter 3 The moment Jack had been waiting for finally arrived, when the restaurant door opened and in walked Bella. Jack took her in. Her petite form was sheathed in a red dress that hugged her in all the right places. The plunging neckline accentuated her firm breasts and the skirt cradled her ass. He'd never seen her wear anything like that to work. Bella's smile radiated joy, and her eyes sparkled with happiness. Her long black hair with the pink tips fell beautifully over her shoulders. She was Jack's weakness. He wasn't sure which part of her called to him more. Her sweet personality that brightened every day at Savage Security, or her fantasy-worthy, smoking-hot body. Those two traits combined made her the most desirable woman he'd ever known. From the moment they'd met, He'd recognize the sincerity and kindness in her eyes. In his line of work, he didn't see much of that. He dealt with the dregs of society, and when he'd met Bella, he realized that she was the antidote to the cynicism that orbited him. And now, as he took her in, he knew that he either needed to get over her or claim her as his own. Bella looked over her shoulder and reached back with one hand. Behind her, a man reached out and locked hands with her. She smiled at him as he stepped beside her. Jack's brows pulled together as the man's body brushed against hers. Jack's blood turned molten. He stared at them as they made their way towards the Christmas tree to drop off the toy she carried. Cole couldn't have been happier as he watched Jack's reaction to Bella's friend. If he'd realized Bella would show up with a man, he would have taken out his phone to record the look on Jack's face. The air around Jack thinned. He struggled to catch his breath. It felt like he'd been sucker-punched by a gorilla. Bella looked happy. With the man. Jack shook his head in shock and finally remembered to breathe. Who the hell is that? Jack sneered. Irritation laced his words. His night had gone from promising to miserable within a heartbeat. With each step the man took, Jack studied the intruder. The man's short, cropped blonde hair stood in a messy, spiky jumble on top, with the sides cut short. A short-trimmed beard and mustache completed his look. His clothes fit him well, the style current and fashionable. He looked like he'd stepped out of a magazine photo shoot after being prepped and perfected by professionals. This male version of a fashionista's relationship with Bella was not going to continue. Jack would definitely put an end to this man's dream of betting his woman. Mike watched the happy couple stroll to the Christmas tree. This was a new development. He hadn't heard Bella talk about this man. Did Alicia know about this? He'd be sure to ask her. Jack tore his eyes from Bella and looked at Cole. Did you know about this? He subtly pointed towards Bella and the mystery man on the other side of the room. Did you know she was bringing a friend tonight? Cole chuckled low. His shoulders rose and fell as his chuckle strengthened into a laugh. No, but I think the night just got a hell of a lot better. 
Elise Cole suddenly felt much better. It was clear from Jack's reaction that he didn't need to worry about Julia. Jack's OCD was about to be unleashed on the stranger who dared to put the moves on Bella. He knew it was going to kill Jack to watch her with the man tonight, especially one that may go home with her. He almost felt sorry for him. Bella squeezed Eric's hand. She was thankful that her dry spell was over. It had been a while since she'd been with a man. She was surrounded by macho, manly men all day, and her friends were jealous that she worked in the midst of all that sexy testosterone. But they didn't know the downside. She was surrounded by all that testosterone. The men she worked with were intense. Not the, their favorite team is playing their rival, so they turn into madmen for a few hours. No. Everything about her co-workers was hardcore. They took everything seriously and even their presence could be intimidating. Sometimes she felt as if she worked in a pressure cooker. She figured the men were probably sitting in the restaurant right now assessing threats. Probably had been since they entered and probably would until they left. They never let their guard down. She'd never been in the military. She'd never been responsible for lives. She was an office manager. She organized meetings, took calls from prospective clients, and took care of the mundane details of work. When she'd worked for the accounting firm, the worst thing she could do was spend too much money on paper clips or sticky notes. The costs of a mistake were so much greater. Although she didn't know the details of their jobs, she did feel like her job performance could impact their lives, and that made her nervous. She couldn't shake the fact that their jobs were dangerous. They'd done and seen things that would make average people huddle in a corner and cry. Whenever Bella thought about what happened to Alicia, she felt a tsunami of guilt. The men had wanted to guard Alicia, bring her to savage security to protect her, but Bella had discouraged them. She had reminded them of the downside to kidnapping a woman, even if it was for the woman's own safety. It had sounded so logical at the time, but when Bella learned about Alicia's attack, guilt overwhelmed her. She never should have thrown her opinion into the mix when she didn't have a clue about the dangers they faced. Eric leaned in close and breathed Bella in. You look beautiful, he whispered in her ear, letting his lips brush against her soft skin. Her perfume teased him. He wanted to slide his hands over her body and bury his face in her silky hair. Bella giggled. The warmth of his breath on her neck sent goosebumps trailing over her skin. She'd missed this, the warmth of a man against her. She turned to face him and gazed into his eyes. The swirling flecks of green and blue captivated her. You said that already, but I'm glad you like what you see. She knew she liked what she saw. Eric took the present from Bella's hand. Allow me. He knelt and placed the gift under the tree beside the toys for Tot's box. He craned his head upwards and looked at her legs. He wanted to brush his fingers against the silky skin that was only inches from his face. He wanted to caress the gentle shape of her calves as he moved his hands higher, inching up her thigh. He wanted to feel those legs wrapped around him and pull him close. He hoped that tonight would be the night they took their relationship to the next level. Jack narrowed his eyes as he watched the man's gaze slowly slide up Bella's body. He knew what the man was thinking. He had had those very same thoughts. 
Only this man was an intruder, and Jack didn't take kindly to intruders. He was about to get all up in that man's business. Alicia shot a smile to Mike as she joined the men at the table again. This time, instead of sitting on Mike's lap, she slid onto the chair beside Mike. Sorry that took me so long. I ran into a friend from work. She gazed at Jack and Cole. Their attention was obviously captured elsewhere. Alicia noted the grumpy face on Jack, which wasn't a natural look for him. He was usually more relaxed. Jack, what's wrong? Alicia asked, her voice tinged with worry. She'd clearly missed something while she was gone. Jack darted his eyes to Alicia and said, Nothing. Just thinking about everything I'm thankful for this holiday season. Did Alicia know about this man? Cole laughed, raising his beer in a toast. Merry Christmas, he said. Life is good. Jack raised an eyebrow at Cole. If one thing is off the table, then the other, more available thing becomes pretty damn awesome. There was no reason he shouldn't let Cole think that he wouldn't go for Julia. If he was going to sweat, Cole should too. Cole scrubbed a hand over his chin. Would Jack really go for Julia if Bella was no longer an option? Alicia looked at Jack and Cole and then turned to Mike. What did I miss? Mike chuckled and put a hand on Alicia's thigh. Nothing important. He cradled her neck with his free hand and pulled her against his lips. Alicia enjoyed the kiss. The subtle flavor of beer tingled her tongue. When she pulled away, she said, Fine, don't tell me. She gave a little shrug of her shoulders and added, Men. Then she looked around the room and noticed Bella. Oh, look, she cooed, pointing a finger towards Bella. She brought that guy with her. I can't wait to meet him. Jack drummed his fingers on the table as he turned his gaze onto Alicia. You know about this guy? Alicia leaned in and whispered, her face animated with excitement. She's totally into him, and he's clearly into her, too. She quickly looked over her shoulder at the couple and then back at Jack. I mean, look, his hands are all over her. Yeah, Jack had noticed that, too. Alicia continued. They've seen each other every night this week. She seems to think he's pretty awesome. Alicia couldn't help but be happy for Bella. She understood what it was like to want a companion, someone to share life's important events, someone to count on when life seemed to toss you about in a tempest. And from what she'd heard, Bella was pretty impressed by this man. Jack didn't like this. He could totally understand the man being into Bella. That was a given. She was sweet as pie and easy on the eyes. But for Bella to be into the man? That was a problem. Nothing he couldn't handle, of course. But still, an obstacle to be obliterated. How long has she been seeing him? Jack asked Alicia. He managed to keep the irritation out of his voice. He wanted to know the details, but he certainly didn't want to sound jealous. His gaze bore into Alicia as he tried to read her expressions for any helpful hints. Had they slept together yet? Oh, the thought nauseated him. Eric wrapped his arm around Bella's waist and pulled her back against his chest as they wandered through the crowded restaurant towards her co-workers. He was a little nervous about meeting the men. She hadn't told him much about her work, 
but she said that she worked for a security company. As they neared the table, Eric felt his heart rate tick up. Not everyone was there yet. There were still plenty of empty chairs at the table. But the men who did sit there, appraising him as he neared, were very intimidating, and one of them looked pissed. Jack's jaw clenched as the man's hand moved from Bella's side to span lower on her flat abdomen as they walked. The man's fingertips were dangerously low on her belly, mere inches from her goods, and if that wasn't bad enough, the metrosexual looked like he was using her body as a shield as he approached their table. Jack had been saving the seat next to him for Bella. He'd planned on wooing her during their meal, humoring her with his jokes and softening her up with his smile, but now he wanted her across from him. He wanted to look into the man's eyes as he talked. Jack could adjust to this hiccup. His goal tonight merely shifted from entertaining a beautiful woman to interrogating a poser. Bella stepped up to the table and took a deep breath. She'd never introduced a man to her co-workers before, and for some reason, she was nervous. She had so much respect for her co-workers that she wanted their approval. She trailed her hand down Eric's arm as she stood next to him and finally interlocked her fingers with his. Hi, she said, smiling at everyone at the table. She noted that the men looked curious about her friend. Maybe she should have warned them that she was bringing a date. Her nerves jittered, and she felt like she was introducing a man to her brothers. And by the looks of it, her brothers weren't ready for her to date. Everyone, this is Eric. As Bella continued the introductions, introducing each person individually, Jack glared at the man. He was surprised that the man had the balls to stand there, as if he belonged with them, as if he was one of them, as if he wasn't a guppy swimming in a tank of sharks. Then again, maybe it wasn't that he had balls. Maybe he was just fucking stupid. When Bella got to Jack, he stood and extended his hand. Eric stepped forward and shook Jack's hand. Jack noted the firm grip and disarming smile the man portrayed. But smiles didn't work on him. He knew a jack-o'-lantern could look fun and cool on the outside, but once he took off the top and peered inside, mold and ick mucked it up. Please, have a seat. Jack extended his hand and pointed to the chairs across from him. Eric could tell that Jack was definitely not happy about his presence. He'd hoped it wasn't too soon to meet her co-workers. Bella had mentioned that they could be intense, but he thought he saw something else in Jack's eyes. Was that jealousy? Eric pulled out Bella's chair for her to sit. Then he sat in the chair next to her, which happened to be across from Jack. Eric cleared his throat, attempting to dispel the nerves that threatened to bubble up his esophagus. Thank you for allowing me to crash your party. He looked all the men in the eyes. He wanted to portray confidence. He didn't want them to think he didn't belong at the table with them. This is my favorite time of year. I'm always ready for a party. He laughed nervously. He didn't know what to say to the men. They looked like they mainly communicated in grunts and groans rather than words. Eric wasn't sure he wanted to ask about their work. If he asked the wrong question, he'd look like a fool. Cole leaned forward and rested his arms on the table. Glad you could join us. Any friend of Bella's is a friend of ours. Thank you, Eric replied, 
easing his fingers between Bella's as their hands lay on the table. He wasn't a small guy, but he felt small around these men. He was fit and lean, while they carried extra weight in their oddly large muscles and thick necks. He needed to get his head out of his ass, or he would ruin everything. Jack assessed Eric. Nervous energy flowed from the man. He was definitely a coward, and he couldn't think of anything interesting to say to them, which meant he was stupid, too. Jack smiled and wrapped one hand around his beer glass. This guy wouldn't last long. Tell us a little about yourself, Jack said. He brought his glass to his mouth and sipped, never taking his eyes off of Eric. How'd you two meet? Eric smiled and gave a low chuckle. That's actually a funny story. He turned to take in Bella's pretty face. When she smiled at him, he knew he'd be fine, even if the angry man tried to intimidate him. Perfect, Jack thought. He loved funny stories and smiled in anticipation. Bella giggled, her light laugh twisting the knife in Jack's heart. He was supposed to be the source of her laughs, not the dweeb with his delicate girly hands on her. We met last Saturday, Bella continued. So, we've known each other for about a week. I'd gone shopping at the mall. You know, Christmas stuff. She rattled off, giving Eric's hand a little squeeze. When I tried to leave, my car wouldn't start. Eric spoke up. I was a few parking spaces down from her. If I'm being honest, he gazed into her eyes and rubbed his thumb affectionately across her hand. I'd noticed her as she walked to her car. Any man would notice her. Eric quickly glanced at the others and then gazed into her eyes again. She was breathless in her blue coat. The way her black hair lay on her shoulders and those gorgeous eyes, I was smitten. He pressed his free hand to his chest. Bella loved the way he saw her. He made her feel beautiful. Jack swallowed the stomach acid that had eased up his throat at the man's sickeningly sweet depiction of their first meeting. He quirked his head to the side. Do you normally scope out unsuspecting women as they walk through a deserted parking structure? Bella's eyes cut to Jack, who in turn looked at her. She liked Jack. He was funny, but he could also be an ass. There was something about him that intimidated her, too. She'd frequently caught him looking at her with his intense eyes, staring at her with that impossible-to-read face. Sometimes she felt as if he was trying to look into her, and it made her nervous. She wasn't sure what his intentions were. He was a hard man to read. Bella smiled and rescued Eric from having to reply to Jack's question by continuing the story. I put my bags in the trunk and got in the car. I hadn't even noticed him yet. Eric interrupted. I saw her try to start the car, but the engine wouldn't turn over. He focused on Alicia as he talked. She was the least threatening of Bella's friends. She listened with rapt attention, obviously enjoying the story, and didn't make him feel like an interloper. I usually don't go around saving damsels in distress, Eric laughed nervously. Not like you guys, of course. He gestured to the men. I guess you save the world on a daily basis? He said, trying to lighten the mood. He felt stupid. He shouldn't try to impress these people, but only make him look desperate and pathetic. You literally had to be Superman to get them to think that you were not a coward. He just needed to be himself. 
At least the guy knows he's a pussy, Jack thought. I worked up my courage and offered to help, Eric said, and that was how it all began. He smiled at Bella, enjoying the admiration that she offered with her gorgeous smile. Courage? This loser had to summon up his courage to approach a woman he outweighed by about 50 to 60 pounds, Jack thought. What does Bella see in this dweeb? So, Eric continued, I fiddled with things underneath her hood, hooked up my cables and jump-started her battery. Jack's eyes narrowed on him, causing a spike in Eric's blood pressure. Shit, that sounded awful. Eric managed to contain the groan of regret that threatened to humiliate him even further in front of the men who did God knows what all day. Bella gave a soft laugh as she squeezed Eric's hand. It was a little more romantic than that, though his fingers did fix everything. She turned her gaze onto Alicia, the one person at the table who wouldn't turn everything into a perverted joke. He followed me to Starbucks and we had coffee. We talked for what? She faced Eric, her eyebrow raised in question. Two hours? At least, Eric said. He looked at Alicia again, purposely avoiding Jack, who looked like he wanted to snap him in half. I could have talked to her all night. Jack was in hell. Where the fuck is my gun when I need it? It was probably good that he didn't have his gun on him, because the temptation to use it was too great at the moment. He'd never had such an overwhelming desire to kill a civilian before. Cole could barely contain his laughter. Bella's date was a total pussy, and Jack was about to lose his shit. This would be a night to remember. He swept the room for Julia, wanting another sight of her in her Mrs. Claus costume. She looked like a present wrapped up just for him. But then he glanced at Jack, and a tiny thread of concern wiggled its way into his gut. Julia had definitely flirted with Jack. He needed to rectify that. Hey, Logan said, drawing out the word as he approached the table. He pulled out the chair next to Eric and offered his hand. I'm Logan. He looked around the table and instantly read everyone's faces. So, are you here with Bella? He couldn't help but smile. This would be a holiday party to be remembered. Eric faced the newcomer and shook his hand. Yes, I'm Eric. A tiny wave of relief washed over him. Logan wasn't nearly as intimidating as the other men at the table, although it hadn't been lost on Eric that Logan could handle himself. Bella was nice enough to invite me. Logan nodded and glanced at Bella. She looked happy, and he couldn't help but notice how pissed Jack looked. Jack sat there, all night, oscillating between stupor, shock, and disbelief. Watching Bella with Eric had to be the most absurd thing he'd seen in a long time. It was like watching a 12-year-old hit on a supermodel. Painful and hilarious at the same time. How could this relationship end in anything other than a crash and burn? Chapter 4 Sunday Logan woke and sat up in bed, rubbing his tongue along the roof of his mouth. His stomach nearly turned in response to the funky taste and film that coated his teeth. Had he brushed his teeth last night? He couldn't remember. He definitely drank too much, but it had been worth it. Watching Jack suffer through Eric's obvious advances on Bella was hilarious. To see someone who could tackle any problem have to sit there and watch another man seduce the woman of his dreams was beyond entertaining. Mojo, 
Logan's husky dog trotted alongside him as he made his way to the kitchen. Mojo's tail swished and hit Logan's knee every few paces. It was a comforting feeling, like fist-bumping with a long-lost friend. Logan pulled open the fridge and rested his arm along the door and relaxed in the cold air washing over him. Taking a deep breath, he grabbed a water bottle, unscrewed the cap, and chugged it down. Well, Mojo, Logan began. I drank too much last night. He hadn't done that in years, probably since college. He'd cut loose a few times at frat parties, but wasn't that what college was for? I'm getting too old for this. Mojo barked as if agreeing with Logan and then cocked his head as he stared at Logan with those icy blue eyes. Logan never drank to get drunk, but he did like a relaxing buzz after a stressful week. Oh, I need something for my head, he moaned. Logan shuffled to the cupboard and dug through the medicine bottles. He finally found the ibuprofen and popped a few into his mouth. After chugging some more water, he leaned against the counter. I need to go grocery shopping today, he said to Mojo. I'm out of food. He liked talking to Mojo, but sometimes he still felt a little lonely. Although Mojo was a great companion, he didn't meet all of Logan's needs. I need to find a woman. How sad was it that he was in his mid-thirties and his dog provided the bulk of his emotional support? He had great friends at Savage Security, but he didn't spend time sharing his thoughts or dreams with the men. They weren't the type to do that, and if he were honest, he wouldn't feel comfortable with that either, which forced him to face facts. He needed a woman. Logan's eyes were trained on Mojo, but his mind was on the woman that he'd noticed at the party last night. She'd been sitting at the bar when she caught Logan's eye. There wasn't a red-blooded man in that place that didn't notice her perched on the bar stool. A few men offered to buy her a drink, but she seemed content to drinking her girly drink in solitude. There was no missing the tantalizing way her skirt rose higher and revealed more of her toned thigh as she crossed her legs. Logan tried not to shamelessly ogle women, but she'd clearly been made to be ogled. But after watching several men attempt to have a conversation with her and watching them get shot down, Logan decided that he wouldn't go up to her. For some reason, she wasn't interested in companionship for the evening, and he'd respect her wishes. Maybe she already had a man and just wanted a drink, or maybe she'd been stood up. Regardless, he was never a man to force himself upon a woman. Logan took one last swig from the bottle and tossed it into the recycling bin. Well, Mojo, time for a run. Are you coming with me? Mojo barked and followed Logan as he made his way to the bedroom. Logan quickly changed into his running clothes and went into the bathroom. His scuzzy teeth were in desperate need of a brushing. From the feeling of them, they hadn't been properly clean last night, and he was adamant about brushing his teeth before he went out in public. A man never knew when a lady would cross his path, and he didn't want monster breath to scare her away. After brushing his teeth, he headed towards the front door with Mojo trotting behind. When he opened the front hall closet, Mojo pushed past him, squeezing his way into the closet, and grabbed the leash between his teeth. Logan shoved his feet into his running shoes and then knelt to tie them. Mojo dropped the leash on the floor at Logan's feet and panted in his face. Logan grimaced as Mojo's repugnant breath assaulted his nose. Oh, man, Mojo. Logan wheezed as he waved his hand in front of his nose. 
You've got to do something about that breath. Mojo barked and pointed with his nose at the leash. I know, I know. Logan picked up the leash and attached it to Mojo's collar. Mojo paced in circles as Logan armed the security system, and the countdown began. Once outside, Logan took a deep breath and locked the front door. Then, stepping off his front porch step, he started to jog. He always started off slowly, letting his body warm up, but it didn't take long for his jog to turn into a run. He loved the feel of his feet hitting the asphalt, the smell in the air around him, and the thudding beat of his heart in time with his steps. He always organized his thoughts during his run. He'd solved many problems in the early hours of the day. I hope you enjoyed those two chapters of Avenging Kiss. I'm excited to share this novel with you. It's one of my favorites. If you have not had a chance to listen to Blood Kiss, you may want to do that. It can be found in episodes 27 through 37. But don't worry, this book stands on its own. The need for revenge propels Hazim and Adil into a vindictive plot that threatens the men of savage security. Oblivious to the danger around them, the men are busy doing everything they can to get the women who have captured their hearts. Will they find love, or will they be left hanging? To keep up with the various novels and authors that we will feature, you can follow My Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively, or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Lively.